0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you, but first, we would like to say a few words. Nitwit, blubber, oddment, tweak. Podcast 9 and 3 quarters topic of the week is, why are the schools like that? Hello listeners, I'm Rhea. And I'm Jem. And today we need to talk about why the schools are like that in the Harry Potter <laughs> universe. All of them. Like, all of them. They're all weird. They've all got crazy shit going on with them. There's always not just, just least one thing that doesn't make sense and doesn't add up. <laughs> <laughs> I know, no. I always like thought it was just Hogwarts was kind of a wackadoodle school where weird stuff happens and it's very unsafe and all that sort of stuff and then I actually thought about the other schools that we hear about in that series and I was like hold on a second yeah (laughs) it's not that unusual (laughs) (laughs) yeah I specifically remember you pitching this episode to me and this would have been years ago as like yeah I don't think Hogwarts is exceptional I think every other school in the world, including all the muggle schools, are exactly as weird as Hogwarts, and we need to talk about that at some point. And me being like, Jem, your brain, genius, brilliant. (laughs) Ugh, my mind. (laughs) Show me what's inside there. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, we've covered Hogwarts before, like, it's a WHS nightmare, Uh it's... Got legitimized bigotry with the house system. The teachers are unqualified. There's unjust <laughs> and cruel punishments. And it's an unsafe school environment. Like, people die. Fuck like, yeah, we have talked it's, about all those things. This podcast is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, we can skim over Hogwarts. We get yeah. it. We know what we're looking at with Hogwarts. Hogwarts, we don't need to focus on that one right now. <laughs> I want to talk about the muggle schools. Okay. If that's all right. Yeah, let's start with the muggle um, schools. I've got all the wizarding schools as well, which I would like to go through. But yeah, let's start with the muggles. <laughs> Let's start with St. Gregory's primary school, which is where Harry and Dudley attended before 1991. Uh-huh. So during their primary school years. First okay. First of all, great Here's name. just some, <laughs> yeah, St. Gregory. Like, I don't know if that's supposed to be Gregory, whatever. Yeah. It on matter. the HP wiki, it says that it's probably a reference to St. Gregory, who is the patron saint of students and teachers. But I just, yeah. I love the change from Gregory to Gregory. Like, why? <laughs> why would so you do mysterious. this? <laughs> I guess maybe it's to illustrate the school's not very good at spelling. I don't know. (laughs) It's a terrible school (laughs) for stupid people. (laughs) Here's just some facts about things that occurred at St. Gregory's. okay? Mm -hmm. So Harry showed up to the school with broken glasses and ill-fitting clothes every day, and none of the teachers (laughs) did anything about Uh that. No one said a thing. No one sent any notes home. No one raised any eyebrows. Everyone was like, yep, whatever. (laughs) We don't care. It's a bit odd (sighs) to begin with. So <laughs> I've just been like for my actual real life job, I have just effectively read the entirety of all of the training and assessment materials for several different certifications in early childhood education and care. And holy yes. shit, there's about a million different violations of basic duty of care just in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> grim. Um, but it it fits into the narrative of the of this school. Uh, Dudley and his gang of bullies hunted Harry down and likely messed with other kids in the school, and no teacher or adult did anything. Mm-hmm. Harry specifically noted to have no friends because everyone's afraid of Dudley's gang. Once again, these are a gang yeah. of like pre eleven year olds. Yeah, like seven year olds Yeah, kids a gang. And like no one's doing anything, <laughs> and also like. The teachers know. Like when you, like I remember being in primary school. The teachers know who the bullies are. The teachers know the social dynamics mm-hmm. of the students to some extent. They'd be able to tell if there's a gang, yeah. <laughs> in the school terrorizing the other students, terrorizing no like specifically one student that lives with the leader of the gang, yeah. and always looks like he's malnourished and abused. Uh-huh. <laughs> like red flags everywhere. Alarm bells. Yeah. Every teacher at this school sucks and is bad at their job. <laughs> Um, when Harry was being chased by bullies and ended up on a roof, he got in trouble for climbing school buildings. The bullies did not get in trouble for chasing and scaring a child so much. <laughs> that from the teacher's POV, he got on top of a roof to escape them. Uh-huh. Just another great example of lack of duty of care. Yeah. Um, like, I understand, like, reprimanding a child for climbing school buildings. It's dangerous for children to be on school buildings mm-hmm. and on roofs. I get of course. It. But, like, why wasn't there a punishment for Dudley? Yeah. There was nothing. I can speci- <laughs> like I can specifically remember like several primary school assemblies being like, "Don't climb the trees. If you climb the trees, you're yeah. going to get suspended. No climbing of anything ever." So I can absolutely see getting a letter sent home and possibly like a several day suspension for climbing a building. But like, yeah, why was there no investigation into why was he climbing a building? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially like, because I imagine little Harry was like, I didn't climb it. I just tried to jump behind the bins and then the wind blew yeah. me up there. I was just running away from Dudley. Yeah. like, And I just tried to hide behind the bins, but I don't know. Um, yeah, Scene missing. I was on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Dudley was once allowed to bring his pet parrot to school. Okay. Great. This was at the same time that another student was allowed to bring a real air rifle to school. Uh-huh. <laughs> So what was going on that day? Was it like show and tell or something? I've realized that I should have Googled this. I'm going to look up what an air rifle is. Is this like a... I looked it Okay, up. good. You know. Is it a toy gun for children or is it a real gun for adults? It's a It's a gun. So okay, it's cool. like, it's basically like, I, I saw two definitions. One it's like a BB gun. Uh-huh. But then again, a BB gun is a gun. It just, yeah. instead of using gunpowder it releases prehensiles with, like, trapped air and stuff like that. So it's a fucking gun. Projectiles, not prehensiles. Yeah, whatever. Projectiles, you know? Like, little rubber bullets and pellets. So they don't have real bullets in them, like... But it's a gun. Yeah, it shoots, like, (laughs) Like, little plastic pellets. But you can, like, kill birds and shit with it. Oh, yeah. You can kill a bird and, like... Probably take out someone's eye easily. Yeah, you could take some... Like, like it's... You could do some real damage. Why was he allowed to bring this? Mm -hmm. Um... And also, it wasn't confiscated for him because Dudley traded the parrot for the gun. Yeah. So, it was fine. <laughs> Weird. Uh, yeah. Um. I've got to also remind myself that this is the 80s, and I don't know what schools were like in the 80s. The 90s. Oh, true. No. Yeah. 80s. Late 80s. Yeah. I because mean, he look, left in 91, so it's the 80s, pretty much. Fuck hell. Like, surely they would have been, like, confiscating girls for wearing, like glittery sconchies i not going to confiscate a gun off a kid? Yeah. Come on. It's, it's <laughs> hard for me to think of a time when it was okay for children to bring guns to school. Like, we're not living yeah. in fucking Night Vale. Like, what is this? <laughs> One time, a teacher sent Harry home with the punishment of having to write a school report explaining how he turned their wig blue. This is crazy. How? This is insane. <laughs> Imagine being a teacher and during a lesson or at some point during the day, your wig turns blue. Uh-huh. Like, you wouldn't be able to explain how that happens, but somehow you decide to blame it on this child and then you send them home with homework being like, you have to write a report explaining how you did it as a punishment. What is that? That's crazy talk. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's the thing that can happen. <laughs> I've I've got to assume that what happened here is because accidental magic happens when you lose control. So I've got to assume yeah. that this teacher was harassing Harry somehow and like, It might have been like, a you know, getting in his face and shouting at him and making Harry feel scared. Or it might be like a get up and give a presentation to the class and like putting a lot of pressure on him. Or it might have just been like Harry was angry and frustrated with something. But some sort of confrontation happened between the teacher and Harry. And then, (laughs) seemingly out of nowhere, the wig turns blue. And now the teacher has got to rationalize that to themselves as like, before the lesson began, he must have stolen my wig somehow off my head without me realizing and like dipped it in some kind of like time release dye or something like that. it has got to be an elaborate and planned prank. It's like the teacher prank. from the Incredibles like, He moves just yeah. before I sit down. He put the tack on the chair <laughs> Oh my gosh Last but not least the headmistress gave Dudley an award for always eating his lunch Like, okay, this explains a lot because clearly there's some sort of favoritism for Dudley and his friends, which is why the gang has never stopped and the the bullying's never confronted Uh and why the teachers are participating in punishments for Harry. But it's like, why? What's the reason? (laughs) Like, what motive do these teachers have? These seemingly normal muggle people doing their everyday lives and jobs. What motive do they have to side with a seven-year-old bully and his gang and... Dump all this hate on Harry. Like, I get Harry's a bit unusual and weird stuff happens around him, but come on, like, he's still a kid. Like this is this is why I think like POC readings of Harry are just so good and so valid. Because if you could just be like racism, none of this would be questioned at all. I'd just be like, oh yeah, sure, fits. If you assume that Harry's like just a skinny little white boy who's like seemingly, you know, like not wealthy, obviously. But seemingly, you know, neurotypical, straight, cishet, like, <laughs> what is the reason for turning on this fucking yeah. child like this? It doesn't yeah, make this sense. This clearly abused child because he comes to school in ill-fitting clothes, um, with broken glasses mm-hmm. all the time. His glasses have never been fixed, ever. Like, yeah, he's he's jumpy, he's, he's a little bit on edge, like, clearly this kid is not living well. <laughs> like, Twitchy. Has, like, the vibe that he gets hunted for sport every (laughs) day. It's bad. Like, and all these teachers are like, fuck this kid. I'm ganging up on him. I hate him too. Like. Yeah, these teachers are all, like, Severus Snape motherfuckers, but without the, like, rationalization (laughs) or motives of Severus Snape. They're doing this, I guess, just out of incompetence or maliciousness? Like, what's up with this? Yeah, it really seems to me, and this fits into a trend that we'll, I guess, explore, that there's an undercurrent of uh, um, draconian intolerance and maliciousness amongst Mm -hmm. all schooling institutions um, in this world. Uh Uh-huh. School really is, like, in King Floyd's The Wall in this universe, (laughs) like, for no reason. (laughs) Because this is a book series about School and how great it is to be at school. So, what's like? Yeah, and and we've talked about how Hogwarts is flawed, but Hogwarts is clearly like the utopia of schools. So, it's yeah, it's my home. It's the magic. Yeah, I guess they have to make all the other schools look terrible, but they're just the same. They're just fucked. (laughs) Harry's just well liked at Hogwarts. (laughs) That's the difference. Yeah, I think it's just a result of like lots of thematic stuff combining in really weird ways like we know in harry potter all institutions are like full of people who are ignorant and outright Mm -hmm. malevolent and everything is like sort of stacked up against you and the world isn't fair all that sort of stuff also combined with like i'm feeling like there's probably a lot of like britishness that isn't Mm -hmm. translating perfectly to us as australian audiences like i know a lot of what JK's writing from is like being poor yeah. in Britain and like the struggles of having to try and deal with government institutions and schooling bodies and House all that sort of stuff. a big deal in Britain. Like it's a big deal everywhere, but I think it's yeah. even more pronounced in Britain. So it makes sense yeah. why they hated Harry more. Because yeah. he looked poor. And yeah. <laughs> so that's that's, he that's looked all I need. <laughs> even though Yeah, and I know that JK's talked about, like, growing up poor and her mother sending her to school in clothes Mm -hmm. that don't fit and with haircuts that she had to do at home and all that sort of stuff, which is, like, that bleeds into Harry's childhood. But it doesn't make sense when you line Harry up against Dudley, who gets a million presents every day and (laughs) is, like, seemingly incredibly well-fed because he gets a certificate for always eating up his lunch. And, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like. It takes on a darker tone in Harry's life versus in J.K.'s yeah, it life. it really sets off alarm bells for the teachers, because the teachers would know that Harry and Dudley live in the same home. They would know that Harry is being raised by the Dursleys. Yeah. So they can see that Dudley is well-fed, well-cared for, he has fitted clothes, um, and they probably know that he's a bit spoiled because he brings, like, a parrot to school and stuff like that. Like, you know, he gets good presents. And then they see Harry, by comparison, mm-hmm. malnourished, not well-dressed, jumpy, scared... Like, this is clearly mm-hmm. a case of child abuse, like, and no one's doing shit. No one cares. Yeah. At at the very least, behavioral issues which would lead him to dye a teacher's yeah. wig blue, if not, like, something else is going on. Yeah, it it is very, very different if you were comparing, like, a child from an underprivileged home versus a child from a very privileged, wealthy home, in the case of Dudley and Harry, versus two children who seemingly come from those backgrounds being raised mm-hmm. in the same home. Like that's a clear yeah, case for exactly. abuse. <sighs> Wild. It doesn't stop there. <laughs> stonewall yeah. high. This is where Harry was going to be sent. Um, instead of like, you know, once he graduated from groggeries and, but obviously he went to Hogwarts. So stonewall high. Um, yeah, before they knew who yeah. was going to Hogwarts, this is where it's they were standing again. a state high school. I had to look this up because I wasn't sure of the terminology, but this is a government-funded free education. So, a public school, in our terms. Um, uh-huh. They had a grey school uniform. Very ugly, apparently. And apparently, on the first mm-hmm. day, kids got their heads shoved down the toilet. Um, it's a classic. It's a classic urban legend for every high school. Um, I don't know <laughs> if that's true or just Dudley messing with Harrow, but I feel like that's so ubiquitous. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's it's suspect to me that the only source that we have for that is Dudley, a known bully of Harry specifically. Like either Dudley is making that up to try and mess with Harry, or someone has told Dudley that and he has not questioned yeah. it because he's very stupid and just been like, "Oh yeah, I can use this to mess with Harry," and gleefully yeah, repeated it's like, it. Literally, everyone under the sun told me that when I was going to the, my high school. You did, <laughs> like it's a classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember being told that, like, um, so our high school was from Mm -hmm. year 7 to 11. No, Sorry, year 7 to 12. I remember being told, like, all the year 12s, pick on the year 7s, and, like, it's going to to be hell for you. And then, yeah, yeah. And then getting there and being like, oh, actually, 18-year-olds don't give a shit about (laughs) 13-year-olds or 12-year-olds or whatever. Like, they just could not care less about you or what you're doing. All they want you to do is get out of the way and don't interrupt them. (laughs) The school that uh, Dudley was going to be sent to was called Smeltings Academy. This was a public school, Mm -hmm. so I looked it up again. This means they had charges and fees, so it's a private school in our terms. Um, okay. The motto for smeltings is caveat smeltonia, which means let smeltonia beware. What the fuck is, is this? What does this mean? <laughs> yeah, I had that as well. What the fuck is, is smeltonia? What, what's what going mean? on? <laughs> what are you talking about? Why is it called smelting? What is smeltonia? If they're saying let smeltonia beware, what what is the messaging here? I don't understand. Anyway, um... <laughs> What we don't know, because it's not relevant to Harry's journey, is that Dudley goes on like a Narnia-style adventure to the country of Smeltonia every time he goes away to school. Smeltonia sounds like a neighboring country to Genovia that's like an enemy country. <laughs> like it doesn't sound real. Yeah. Anyway, it's like in fantasy books where there's yeah, like people, evil country. Oh God, classic. <laughs> um, the food portions were adequate, according to Vernon, but Petunia disagreed. Does this mean that Petunia went to smell things as well? Because we know Vernon did. No this is when uh Dudley has to be put uh, on a okay. diet because right. the teachers are like he's too fat <laughs> yeah. which is a thing that teachers can apparently Classic. do at the school and Petunia's like oh they're starving him they're not feeding him enough on the school lunches when he's away at school or whatever and Vernon's like no they always fed me plenty and Petunia's like no my yeah. precious boy okay. yeah right yeah so it's unclear where Petunia went anyway she was from a different part of England anyway so whatever. Mm. Um, uniform and <laughs> maroon tail coat <laughs> an actual fucking tail. Yeah. Coat. Like, can you imagine wearing a tail coat <laughs> to school? Our like basic ass public school <laughs> education in Australia is so coming through here because like private schools in Australia had like proper uniforms, <laughs> proper uniform, as if we, we weren't a uniform. uniform, we wore uniform. <laughs> no, but it was just shit. But like, I saw public school students wearing like full on blazers and coats yeah. private yeah. school sorry yeah private schools in Australia with full on blazers and coats and like little hats and shit that they had to wear and they all, they all hated had to wear it. socks and it's like, also the school, it's socks so hot. And the school shoes and the socks had to be up to their knee and, this, and the girls couldn't wear skirts yeah. that were and they had like the that brands were above the knee and all that sort of <laughs> stuff and they had like pins and all their blazers from all their activities and they had blouses and ties and stuff uh-huh. like that and they had a winter uniform and a summer yeah. uniform this like just foreign concepts to me. They had a school bag, like a commissioned school bag. So they all had the same bag. Can you imagine? Like, yeah. And all that shit comes from England. That's like straight up colonial shit that's happening still in Australia. Whereas public schools are like, it's hot. You can wear shorts and a shirt. They must be blue. The the school uniform (laughs) at our our school sucked because like all the shorts were made for male bodies. I'll put it that way. So like literally Uh the shorts were just not well fitting if you wanted to wear them. Um. yeah technically girls were yeah. allowed to wear them but it was like frowned upon you were a lesbian if you wore <laughs> oh, them. so true like literally I remember the, <laughs> the amount of effort that we put into like choosing our shoes and our backpacks because it was like our way of like identity it was our way of showing who we were like yeah, it was the only hair we accessories <laughs> and mouth polish like look we, we had it pretty good because we could sort of accessorize as we wanted they started to try and stop us doing that when I was leaving um, and I was like oh I felt mm. with that Um, they started to try and put in skirt length quotas and stuff like that. It was grim. Um, (laughs) yeah. We also like the skirts we wore, by the way, these uniforms were blue and maroon. They were incredibly ugly. The skirts that we wore were Mm -hmm. too short, too short, too short, too short. I I hated them. I, a larger girl. Yeah. I, a larger girl was never comfortable with the skirts. So I wore black leggings underneath my skirts every single day, even in summer when it was so hot. I waged a war of wills against every single teacher at that school for years. You remember this? Yeah. Because I started doing this in like year seven when I would have been 12. And what would would happen is every single day I would wear these leggings to school and I would go into school and the first teacher who saw me would be like, take off those leggings. That's against the dress code. And I'd be like, okay. And I would go to the bathroom. I would take off the leggings. As soon as I could reasonably put them back on, I would put them back on. This would happen several times throughout the day. This happened for a year. Every single day. The constant me putting them on, taking them off as soon as I get told. Letters sent home, blah, blah, blah. Mum and dad were like, do whatever you yeah. feel comfortable with. <laughs> After a year, they gave mm-hmm. up. <laughs> and they just stopped. And I proceeded to wear leggings underneath my skirt every single day for six years. And the, f- the last five years of my education, no one said shit to me about mm-hmm. it ever. Because they just Mum gave up. them. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she called yeah. them several times. There was several calls back and forth. This was like, a whole thing. You weren't doing that anything literally, wrong. They like, just it wasn't gave like up. they were like vibrant or like distracting leggings. They were just plain black, like <laughs> plain black. Yeah, it was literally just because I didn't want to be flashing my ass every time I walked up the stairs. Every as was, single person, like, an actual literally, hazard. Everyone, no matter their shape or size, was flashing in those skirts. It was ridiculous. Like, yeah. It was a whole thing. Like you would have to grab the skirt and hold yeah. it to the side of your legs as you walked up and downstairs, and like guys would grab your hands yeah. and try and stop you. It, it yeah. was like high school. This it was, was a, it was hell. This was an actual hazard, like that all the other girls were putting up with, and yeah. I was not. <laughs> uh, anyway, enough about my battle of wills with the school that I won because I'm more stubborn than an entire staff it was of adults such bullshit combined. Too, because like come winter, we'd all wear stockings and like. I'd see girls, including myself, that would wear, like, technicolour stockings. Like, this was such a time. 2010s, Mm -hmm. man. Galaxy tights, you know? (laughs) I had, like, navy stockings that I loved. No one complained about those. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. In winter, it was totally fine. Nobody gave a shit. The other three months of the year... (laughs) No, sorry. The other three seasons of the year, it was a problem. Anyway. Anyway. Um, So... You were talking about the smelting's uniform and Ryan how it's bullshit. Coat, orange knickerbockers. I had to actually look this up because I'm like what's the difference between knickerbockers and just pants or trousers? So, you know like in the like, yeah. when you watch like a movie and it's like set in like how do I say this colonial times <laughs> where they have those fucking stockings <laughs> and then those like like poofy trousers that go to their like knees yes. and those buckle shoes. Yeah, that's a, that's what a knickerbocker is. Yeah. Insane. Uh-huh. Um, right. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly what I was picturing. A straw boater hat. Look, a straw boater, I kind of vibe with it. It's kind of cute. (laughs) And a gnarled cane that students use to hit each other with when the teachers aren't looking. Yes. So. (laughs) What? (laughs) I feel like. In the Harry Potter movies, when we see Dudley in this uniform, they dressed Mm -hmm. it down a little bit because he's in like a little suit, but it doesn't sound as absurd as it is when it's described here. (laughs) I think it's even worse. And fuck the cane. (laughs) Hells yes. I love this. Um, Apparently the whacking with the canes was supposed to be beneficial for the students' future. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Preparing them for the future, the future where we all get to whack each other with canes. What I especially love about this is the idea of mandating that all students must carry with them a weapon at all times. And it's specifically a weapon. It has Mm -hmm. no other use. The intended use is to attack each other with it. (laughs) I love this. Because this contextualizes Hogwarts and the Wizarding World in such a great way. Because we're often like, how do you run a lawful magical society where every single person has a weapon with them at all times? (laughs) Well... (laughs) In the Muggle world, there's a school where they encourage that. So it's actually not that weird that Hogwarts is like, everyone carry around a fucking magic gun. And Smeltings is supposedly a prestigious school. Like, yeah. it's a it's a private school. It's like an academy. Mm-hmm. I think it has boarding. Like, it's like quite a rich school is what I got at. What I got from that. Um, <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> the uniform seems to be inspired by several English schools. Eton for the tailcoats, Harrow for the boater hats, Hill House for the color scheme and knickerbocker trousers, and King's School in Canterbury, which have swagger sticks. And I had to look this up. (gasps) A swagger stick is a short cane with like a bauble on the end. And apparently these canes are used in ceremonial dress, so like graduation day Uh at this school, but also carried by school monitors and house monitors. (laughs) Oh my God, it's real. It's real. Jem, it's real. There's a real school where they're like, carry this wax stick <laughs> and whack each other. Yes! Not to that extent. Yes! They can only have it on like a ceremonial occasion and also the school. But the prefects and the monitors carry yeah. I love that. Like, oh literally, my God. I've heard of this as, like, a myth, right? Like, school monitors or house monitors, that get a cane. Most often than not, they get the cane as, like, just a traditional thing. They can't actually use it on any of the students. Yeah. But it gives them that sense of authority. Oh, I imagine that's the case. But, like, it's it's when the teachers aren't looking. Like, of course they're whacking (laughs) each other. That's what children do. Yeah. You can't put a group of children in a place and give one of them a stick and be like, now everyone be cool about this. The instant that you give a child any sort of long cane-like thing, they're using it like a lightsaber. Yeah. They're they're using it like a sword. They're whacking it around. The fucking chimp instinct. We (laughs) hit each other with stuff. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Big stick hit. Like, it's all there. (laughs) The the reveal of the swagger stick is, like, taking me back to those early (laughs) days when we discovered that, like, children in the wizarding world eat zebra hooves as candy. Like, (laughs) hells yeah. We've done it again. <laughs> I'm I think the best so for happy. me the best for me is Worm fritters. Because the flubberworm fritters thing, if for anyone who doesn't remember, basically in carabundical creatures the students had to take care of this awful creature called a flubble worm, which uh-huh. didn't really have what looked like a head or an arse. It's just and disgusting they, mucus worm. <laughs> disgusting big maggot, right? Yeah. And then all the Worms died from the cold or something. Like they couldn't breathe, they were terrible <laughs> crop. they just died. But The flutterworms were not put to waste. They were basically sent to the kitchens. The house elves cooked them up into fritters. And they were very unpopular at the house feasts. Yeah. It's like a thing that happens. And that just to me is like... I know Hogwarts is meant to be like a private school, like a boarding school. But that to me is the most public school energy I can describe. Yeah, disgusting. (laughs) (coughs) And I've since seen like canonical artwork of those fritters as well. Because they feature in the Hogwarts (laughs) mystery game. And they're not like... Like, just cakes, which you assume have the worms baked into them somehow. They're, like, fully sprinkled all over there and, fuck like, off. embedded in, like, the whole worm. It's not like they were chopped up and used an ingredient. They're, like, giant pancakes just full of worms. Awful no to look way. at and think about. Disgusting. I was imagining, like, zucchini fritters, you know? Yeah. Where it's, like, <laughs> like, yeah. you have a brunch. What the fuck? <laughs> like, pumpkin Why do they do things something? so wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <Ugh. laughs> so frustrating. You just want to reach into the story and grab every single <laughs> character by the throat and be like, why are you doing this? And just shake them. <sighs> okay. I have one last muggle school. Yes. Um, St. Brutus' Secure Centre for Incurably Criminal Boys. <laughs> it can't be beaten. It's simply the best name for a school. <laughs> it's simply in its own league. <laughs> incurably Criminal Boys. I just... Uh, it sends me every time. Secure so, center as well. Implying that it's like some kind of high security prison. Like some yeah, sort of Arkham yeah. Asylum bullshit. But then Harry's home for the holidays. <laughs> I literally, I remember when I brought up this topic to you a couple of years ago. And I'm like, it's not just Hogwarts. All the schools are sick. And you're like, what do you mean? I'm like, St. Brutus's secure center <laughs> for incurably criminal, criminal boys. boys. An actual name. <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so... This is an institution for the, quote, mentally subnormal, unquote, <laughs> and violent adolescent males. Subnormal. So it's... Subnormal is so good. It's not abnormal. It's subnormal. <laughs> it's so weird. Worse. It's, it's unsure. It's unclear, sorry, if Vernon Dursley made this place up, but um, because it's potentially he made this place up just as a place that Harry can be going to school at, that will impress his, um, his sister yeah. when the she comes context... to visit. The context for this is that Vernon's sister Aunt Marge is coming to visit in Harry's third year and yeah. Vernon and the rest of the Dursleys don't want her to know that they have a little magic boy in the house. So they make yeah. up, or oh, not make up, they tell he- her that he goes to this Br- St. Set- centre and they make mm-hmm. Harry substantiate that lie. Yeah. But then, in the fifth book, when Harry's roaming around Little Whinging, all depressed, mm-hmm. the other children in Little Whinging believe that Harry attends a school as well and they think it's real. So... Is it, like, like, because a rumour, like, I mean, if I thought that there was an incurably criminal boy wandering around, I would be Googling St. Prince's Center, and if it wasn't real, I wouldn't believe it. (laughs) But it makes me think it might be real, (laughs) like an actual place. Mm. Mm, I don't know about that, because... It's the children who think that he go there and mm-hmm. think that he go there. It's the children who are under the impression that he goes to this school. And that to me has the vibe of when you go to this school, everyone flushes your head down the toilet. It's like yeah. the kind of shit that kids say to each other and believe. But this is the universe that has the most insane schools. It Like, I wouldn't yeah. put it past them to have a school like this somewhere where all the incurably criminal boys in England and the UK are just sent to. <laughs> yeah, that does have big Harry Potter energy, that there is just, like, a yeah. prison school for criminal boys. Like, I literally imagine, like, like the shot of it in, like, a cinematic shot where it's, like, lightning strikes and yeah. there's, like, <laughs> a big gnarly iron fence with, like, the name St. Bruce's yeah. on it and stuff. Like, hanging creakily, a wooden sign, and it, it's up on a hill, and there's all those like danger, tre- leafless trees. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, dark, yeah. you know, gothic. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly it. Yeah, so <laughs> it's apparently a first rate institution for hopeless cases. Uh-huh. <laughs> Students were customarily disciplined and beaten for misbehavior. Mm-hmm. This is that just is something that words. Harry says, though. Yeah. He says that to Aunt Marge when she's like, Do they beat you at this school? and he's like, Yeah, oh, yeah so that like looks. that's clearly yeah. false because he made it up. It's just so funny to me. Um, and that's all I have on the muggle schools. That's all the muggle schools we hear about. I do have one more thing on St. Brutus's, which does lean into the theory that it's not cr- real. Yeah. Because uh, St. Brutus isn't real, doesn't exist. Oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is right, yeah. St. So, Brutus is not an actual saint. But then yeah. again, the Harry Potter world, he might be a saint. I don't know. But well, St. Saint, yeah. saint Gregory is also not a saint. <laughs> exactly. St. Gregory seems to be based on St. Gregory, which is why we mentioned this but saint brutus it seems like it's based on brutus like from the roman court yeah. one of the people who betrayed caesar, caesar and yeah. i assume the origin of the word brutal hmm. i don't know that for sure but i would assume that it comes from his name well et tu Brut. like yeah. brute is also like a little shit like that's yeah. the context of that phrase like it's also like like and you brute like you my friend you betrayed me but it also means yeah. you fuckhead yeah. <laughs> like even you uh yeah. yeah, so I assume that like brutal and the idea of a brute comes from Brutus, Brutus. the Roman senator who I think was known as being like brutal <laughs> and like mm-hmm. a particularly ruthless and violent person. But I'm yeah. not sure. It might be the other way around. Well, I mean, remembering the play Julius Caesar, Brutus is kind of the tragic hero. Of mm. the story, and Cassius is the mastermind, the sneaky little guy in the shadows who's influencing Brutus to betray Caesar. So okay. I don't know that this might be Shakespeare's interpretation. Yeah, I only like glanced over this, so I'm not sure. This is mostly off the top of my head. Yeah, but I don't know. It's not really conclusive because I, like I just said, Saint Gregory is not real, and a school's based on him. So Saint <laughs> Brutus might be a real person in the context of Harry Potter. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, It's it's unknown if St. Brutus' Secure Centre for Incurably Criminal Boys is a real school or not. I want to believe it is, but unfortunately I lean towards it's not. <laughs> I like to believe it is. I, think I it's choose, too funny. choose to believe that it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's talk about some of the magical schools now. Yeah. So, uh, first of all... JK, as always, loves to say something and then immediately feel the need to justify it with a bunch of extraneous bullshit. Uh, The reason why there's so few magical schools is not because (laughs) she's terrible at math and geography, but because uh, the wizarding populations of most countries homeschool their children rather than send them away (sighs) to a school. I'm and, sure they do. Yeah. And when there aren't enough wizards in, like, dense population areas where there's, like, low population spread out, they have correspondence courses as an alternative, which is the same oh. as homeschooling.
1: <laughs> no so, don't. whatever.
0: Exactly. So Why would are... you want your children at home? That's where you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Send them to school. Where I live? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> there,
0: there are 11 long-established and prestigious wizarding schools worldwide- all of them registered with the International <laughs> Confederation of Wizards. We just did that a few episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently there are, like, all the time smaller, unregistered schools, like, cropping up, but they always die out. It's just these 11 schools that actually have st- stood the test of time. Insane. And we only know eight of the Great 11, as they're called the so fuck? far. Yeah. I, and I knew all of them. Here's the worst part. J.K. Rowling has confirmed that there is a wizarding school Australian wizards may attend... And confirm that information on the school will be revealed in the future. No, nope, not before we do it. Yeah, too fucking slow, JK. We're going <laughs> to get in slow. there first. We're getting there first, you can't. <laughs> That's the motto of the school. <laughs> <In> <laughs> too Latin. slow, bitch. We're, g- we're doing it. Our school's going to come out uh, first. <laughs> primus, conscious. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> okay so uh all the exact locations are a secret they tend to be in landlocked mountainous areas but not always that's because they want to keep them secret from muggles and also apparently they are often the target of dark wizards during wizarding wars great good to know <laughs> great okay those here's are the, the schools children. uh Bobatons, french yep. school located in the mountains of southern france students that takes in from france and also spain portugal netherlands luxembourg and belgium founded sometime wow. in the 1920s i'm gonna run through all those stats on all of them real quick but okay so, here are the things about Bobotons that are crazy. It's Boboton. <laughs> Bo- oh, Boboton? Sorry. Bobotons. Be- Bobotons. Yeah. Here are the things beautiful about Bobotons that are crazy. <laughs> it is a beautiful chateau surrounded by majestic gardens and fountains, magically created out of the surrounding mountains. This okay. is going to be a recurring theme. All of these are like, it's some Nance. kind of crazy mountain castle. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense because isn't that uniform or summary? Mountains are cold no matter where it is. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> uh, it's said that the stunning castle and grounds of the school are founded by alchemist gold because Nicholas and hmm? Penel Flamel met at Beaubatons and the magnificent fountain in the middle of the school's park, believed to have healing and beautifying properties, was named after them so fountain of youth yeah there's a fountain of youth at this school fountain of youth and fucking healing (laughs) okay and also what do you mean believed to have healing and beautifying properties this is a magic just test it (laughs) (laughs) dunk some ugly like little kid in there dunk some sick person in does it work no okay is it a magic fountain or not (laughs) (laughs) know the truth you can just check anyway maybe it's like you know the fountain of fair fortune did they mention that uh no Mm, interesting. It could be that one, though, I guess. Mm, hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> they are transported around via the carriage, and I would have assumed that that's, like, just for special occasions, but it seems to imply that it's, like, their version of the Hogwarts Express. Like, that's how just students one. get to school. That massive carriage full of, pulled by Abraxans. So I guess it goes around to Luxembourg, France, all those countries. Yeah, Belgium. Santa Claus style. just uh-huh. and collects well. all the students. Which, all right. like... Makes sense because it is huge and they do like sleep and live in there. So there's has oh, to yeah. be sleeping compartments. I imagine it's like a TARDIS, like, you know, really big on the inside, yeah. spacious, all that. But like just the, the logistics, like getting around to all those countries several times a year mm-hmm. all at once. That's a lot. And also like it straight up says this on the HP Wiki. Traveling in an Abraxan horse-drawn giant carriage the size of a house is a breach of the International Statute of visiting Secrecy. Great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> last thing in the book it's suggested that both the male and female students of the school are relatively good looking <laughs> just the hotties all the hotties go here no ugos at our school <laughs> no fuglies here if you are not like if your face isn't symmetrical <laughs> you're out <laughs> you can't sit with us better get used to homeschooling <laughs> oh god I guess you just have to find another school in Europe to go to don't worry there's two more yeah <laughs> Europe has so many schools and the rest of the world has so few. (laughs) And that's on neocolonialism, babes. Yeah. Hells yeah. Okay. um, I should have said this at the beginning, but I'm doing my best with the pronunciation of all these. Please be kind to me. I tried. (laughs) Uh, Castelo Brujo. Castelo Brujo. Castelo Brujo. The Brazilian wizarding school. Located in the Amazon rainforest in northern Brazil. Accepts students from all over South America. Founded over a thousand years ago, and there's something interesting here. So, the Portuguese colonization of Brazil only started in the 16th century. So, mm-hmm. if the school's over a thousand years old, that suggests mm-hmm. it was founded by the indigenous peoples 500 years before colonization, nice. when the country, when the, when the country, when the country was a vast region populated by thousands of tribes of different ethnicities. Nice, very, very cool and interesting. I would assume. That happened because JK did not look up the the <laughs> history of Brazil and was just yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's a thousand years old, just like Hogwarts is over a thousand years old, and didn't yeah. actually check that against anything. But it's a very but she interesting. She said before that indigenous cultures, at least in North America, like Native American people, do not have magic. So I'd assume No, that they do be have magic. That. They just didn't have, like, the vastly superior European mm. system of wand magic and going to a big castle school. They did, Correct. like, bullshit at home do-it-with-our-hands kind of magic. Grim. Okay. Classic. We'd love to see it. Yeah. You know, classic (laughs) racism. Great. Yeah. So, yeah, I assume that's why that happened, but it is the... hmm, The doilest explanation of why that happened is JK doesn't know her shit. The Watsonian Mm -hmm. implications are really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. This vast region populated by thousands of tribes of different ethnicities banding together the magical populations Mm. at least and creating one centralized school that serves all of them. Very interesting. Very cool. Very cool. It does sort of tend to imply that, like in other parts of the world, wizards consider themselves separate and separate themselves from their groups and sort of form their own little society, which has implications. But Mm. look, it's interesting at least. Yeah. Okay. Castello Bruce i keep going to say bruxo castello (laughs) brujo was an imposing square edifice of golden rock often compared to a temple right uh bewitched to appear as a ruin to muggles and the school and grounds are protected by capoeira is that what this i was about to say capoeira but that's the kind of isn't that the fighting style oh yeah capybaras do you mean no it's c-a-i-p-o-r-a yeah, it sounds like Capoeira. Yeah, that's how I've been reading it, but I just <laughs> I had a moment of hesitation before I said the word and now I'm <laughs> now I'm scared. <laughs> 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 protected by some kind of native Brazilian spirit, apparently. Okay. Cool. Which is like JK's classic thing of, you know, take part of the mythology and adapt it into a Harry Potter thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're protected by like effectively more legit not more legit, more extreme poltergeists. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. We know that there is a pen pal and exchange student program set up between uh, here and Hogwarts, because Bill talks about having a pen pal who he wanted to go on exchange, but his parents couldn't afford it. So his pen pal sent him a cursed hat (laughs) that shriveled up his ears. Great. That's good. (laughs) Students are particularly advanced in herbology and zoology, And... um, yeah, I suppose, like, you know, having a school in the Amazon rainforest, the yeah. Green Basin, might do that, you know. Yeah, that lines up yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's everything I've got about that. Dermstrang. Cool. We This one, for all the schools, we don't know exactly where they are, but for this one especially, we've got no fucking idea where this is. <laughs> Located in the far north of Europe, possibly Scandinavia, JK has said the far north of either Sweden or Norway, and other people okay. have theorized that it might be in Svalbard. Yep. We don't know where this school is. Cool. <laughs> we know the school is willing to accept international students from as far afield as Bulgaria, but there's no actual, like, demographic stated. Like, all the other places are mm-hmm. like, we accept students from these countries. This one, we don't know. We do okay. know that they don't admit muggle-borns. It's only the Uggos, I guess. The Uggos that get rejected <laughs> from Damstrang and the ones that aren't in the UK, I guess, that just like, all right, I guess I'll go to Demstrang. Mm-hmm. Sorry, re- get rejected from Bowbutons, I yeah. Yeah. It seems like they accept students from all over <laughs> Europe, but we don't know for sure. Because we don't know where it is. Normally we can be like, oh, it's the French school. It accepts French students. But here, we, we're not sure. Mm-hmm. It's existed since at least 1294. It isn't a castle, but we know that it's much smaller and less impressive than the Hogwarts castle. It's only four stories tall. They only light the fires for magical purposes. But we know it has very extensive grounds surrounded by lakes and mountains and the students like to go flying and shit in the summer. If they only light the fires for magical purposes, that makes me think maybe it's built over some kind of hot spring or something under the ground that keeps the floors warm. Because otherwise they'd be freezing their asses off.
1: Yeah, I thought the, the,
0: I thought the implication was that they were freezing their asses off. Because this comes from a conversation with Crumb and Hermione when Crum's basically mm. like, this castle's fucking great. Ours sucks shit. It's cold <laughs> and miserable and I hate it there. Yeah, look. But it's maybe great the, for flying. Yeah. Maybe the teachers' quarters have like heated floors and stuff, but the rest of it's like not. Yeah, because like that's what it's like. Like in Denmark and stuff, people have like their their houses are insulated and heated, so that like all the floors are naturally heated and stuff like that. Like, well, like we don't know much about Dermstrang, but we mm. do know that this is based on an analysis of the uniforms compared to Bobaton's uniforms. Yeah, yeah. It really seems like it's less of a school and more of a military academy. Mm. all the other schools seem like they're like private fancy schools this one seems like a military academy and that makes sense because we know that it emphasizes martial magic and dueling as a part of its Mm -hmm. curriculum and also has a bad reputation for teaching dark magic so right yeah it seems far more austere and like Mm. militaristic than other schools yeah it wouldn't surprise me if they're like yeah everyone has to sleep in the cold and the dark because it's gonna make you tough yeah. It also wouldn't surprise me if, like, oh, you've got, like, a troubled youth under your roof. Like, we suggest you send them to Durmstrang to straighten them out. Just yeah. like military schools. We yeah. are, like, the equivalent of St. Brutus's Center for Incurately <laughs> Criminal Boys. <laughs> 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 That's what it says um. on the Durmstrang brochure. God, amazing. Okay. Next school is Hogwarts. I'm not going to talk about Hogwarts. Yeah, Listen to our other Hogwarts. episodes. <laughs> yeah. Ilvermorny. Morty. The American yeah. Wizard School located on Mount Greylock in Massachusetts. This is the most specific location for a school we have out of everything else. Like we know the fucking yeah. mountain where it is. You could where? go there. Yeah, they're not scared. I'm yeah. coming for that. <laughs> we have so much more information on this than any other school. I know exactly what happened here. JK wanted to do, like, a big reveal of all the schools and all of their cool shit and blah, blah, blah. She wrote up the whole history of this. You read it. (laughs) Yeah. All the the information about this and then received a massive, massive backlash from people because it was ill-thought-out and racist. And then was like back down and was like oh actually I don't I don't want to tell anyone about the magical schools anymore because they got mad at me and I hate that I can't send criticism they got mad at me for America imagine how they're going to react to my Japanese school holy shit (laughs) so like (laughs) since then we've only gotten like a paragraph of information about every other school (laughs) because she chickened out so anyway founded in 1692 by Irish immigrant Isolt Sayer I don't know how to pronounce that name and her nomad husband, James Stewart, S-A-Y-R-E, Sayre, sayer No, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's lots of names and words that I don't know how to say. I'm very sorry. Mm. Uh, it was basically just their house. Like she just married this nomad guy and then they had two sons or no, sorry, adoptive children. Yeah. They adopted two sons, Chadwick and yeah. Webster. And then they needed to educate these people. They were like, oh, should we go back to Ireland and go to Hogwarts? And she was like, no, we'll teach you here. So they just set up their home as a school, started teaching their sons. And then, like, people from the surrounding areas, several of which were from the local Native American tribes, are like, please teach us as well, Mm. which is great. So the school expanded and grew, and then it eventually became, like, the largest school. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. Okay yeah so the castle was once the grenade stone house constructed by the founders to be their home it's every single yep. one is a castle they're all castles okay <laughs> yeah named after ezolt's childhood home in ireland when it eventually became a school the house kept expanding until it became a castle not how castles are built That's That's how so it. castles <laughs> are very purposeful you can't just accidentally build one accidentally imagine if you just kept adding rooms onto the borough and eventually like oh shit it's a castle now <laughs> It's not how it It'd works. be so much cooler if it was like, um, like the Winchester House, you know, where it's yeah. like all these weird rooms and doors that go to nowhere, and it just keeps building and building and building.
1: Fuck like, that'd yeah, be way cooler, but
0: that should be no. the Winchester House. Hell's yeah, like that would be such a cool magical school for America. Yeah. Hell's yeah. Anyway, um, concealed by enchantment, so it looks like a misty cloud. Yeah, there's like a whole complicated story about a magical attack. Blah blah blah. But I'm just pulling from the end of the story here. Uh, one of the founders... Not one of the founders. Isolt's wand, because the other founder was a muggle, was disabled by some kind of Parseltongue curse and then buried outside in the grounds. Within a year, a snakewood tree grew from the ground where it was buried. Any attempts to kill or prune it were unsuccessful, and it was kept after it was discovered that the tree contained powerful medicinal properties. It's a cool okay. magic tree there. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this school also has four different houses, just like at Hogwarts, mm-hmm. which were created by the two founders and their sons. So the four founders effectively picked the houses. Mm-hmm. I'll go through those in a sec. When students start their education at Ilvermorny, they step onto a Gordian knot in on the floor in the center of the entrance hall. With large wooden statues of the mascots of the four houses facing them, the carved statues would react if they wanted a student in their house if more than one carving tried to select the same student the student can pick which house they want to be in and once a generation basically all four statues pick the same student and they get to choose more four houses Divergence. yeah (laughs) (laughs) the subjects it teaches are defense against dark arts, charms transfiguration potions xylomancy which is a kind of twig based divination Mm -hmm. arithmancy ancient rooms creature care I'm going to go through the the houses real quick because it's notable because no other school has houses because I guess JK was like, oh shit, you guys hated that, right? Yeah, you hated that. (laughs) You hated that. (laughs) (laughs) So the four houses are the Horned Serpent, represents Mm -hmm. the mind of the witch or wizard, favors scholars, the wampus cat, represents the body, uh, favors warriors, Thunderbird represents the soul, favors adventurers, and Pakwaji represents the heart favors healers Mm -hmm. so it's like the ripoff of (laughs) gryffindor's blither and ravenclaw basically it's more like divergent (laughs) it is more like divergent (laughs) and yeah it's just like what if i did the thing that you all loved about hogwarts again in america with no thought of translating for cultural context and oh everyone hates it i don't understand why time to go Mm -hmm. and have a cry about it i'm jk (laughs) Rowling. Time to go down an alt-right pipeline because everyone hates me for what I did with my American version of a school. Yeah. Mm, boo-hoo. Pull <laughs> out the <laughs> tiny violins. Everyone was mean to me. Time to get radicalized and take it out on trans people. Mm, okay. That's too hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> now, <Really in> a... <laughs> now, here's a word that I really don't know how to pronounce. Okay. dov Storetz. How's it spelled? K-O-L-D-O-V-S-T-O-R-E-T-Z. S T R R T R E T Z. It's hard to picture it in my brain. Yeah, it's the Russian Wizarding School. You can look it up if you want. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Storets. I think that's how it's pronounced. Koldov-Storets, Okay, we'll call it that. Yeah, the Russian Wizarding School located in Russia. Don't know any more about it from that, and we don't know where it accepts people from. So this is another one that we have basically no information for. All we know another is it's in one Russia. In Europe. Yeah, another one in Europe. Uh, We know that it possibly accepts the muggle-born students that Durmstrang does not. Once again, that's just building off our knowledge from Durmstrang. We don't know this. And also possibly accepts students from Asia that don't attend Mahotokuro, the Japanese school. Yeah. We know nothing about this school. (laughs) Okay. Where is it? Well, we don't know where it's positioned, but it's in Russia. So yeah, it could feasibly Korea, China. It could be literally anywhere in Russia, but somewhere with the mountains, I assume. Hmm. Okay. All we know about this school is that the students play a version of Quidditch where they fly on entire uprooted trees instead of broomsticks. That's fucking awesome. Fucking awesome and also <laughs> wild and also does not line up with everything that we know about broomsticks and how no. they work. That, it's got to be in buttfuck nowhere then because yeah. the trees are moving. Would like. have to be surrounded somewhere by forests and mountains. Yeah insane I would assume Russia's north I shouldn't guess that I know nothing about Russia it's geography (laughs) oh wow that's awesome yeah it is (laughs) (laughs) Mahotokoro. now the pronunciation of this one is kind of a um, thing okay because the official pronunciation on the Pottermore website is fucking wrong it's like I I didn't even write it down but it was like mahutukuro or something oh, like that and it was no. just it's fuck it's like got the word hutu in there which is no let and me look up how it's spelled Mahotokoro, yeah this, yeah. That'd be the, yeah the actual japanese pronunciation because i did like a little bit of japanese in school i know enough <laughs> to know the alphabet it should yeah. be ma- ho- ho- u- Tokoro, which would yeah. be mahotokoro, yeah exactly Mahotokuro. yeah This is one that I can pronounce. (laughs) I know, like I said, I know enough to know the alphabet. That's it. Yeah. Okay. This is the Japanese school. It is located on the topmost point of the volcanic island of Minami Iwo Jima. Nice. It has the smallest student body of all the magical schools and is also one of the oldest schools. We don't have a founding date. So... Smallest student body, so maybe only Japan? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. As far as we know, this is the only Asian school... And hmm. we don't know if it accepts students from anywhere other than Japan, but I would say no because mathematically it can't. Hmm. So we only know eight of these eleven schools. I've got to assume that at least there's one more in Asia, probably in China. Just hmm. has to be yeah. because I mean, you can't, you can't have so. you can't have the only Asian school with the smallest population, considering some of the largest population centers in the world are in Asia. Yeah. So wait, there's no school in Southeast Asia. There's no school in South Asia. This is the only one that we've got. We've got this one and <gasps> the Russian school called, called Dostores or whatever I said it was called. Fuck off. There's no way. Yeah, it can't. Yeah. It just doesn't work. So, yeah, we've got, what is it, three missing schools, 9, 10, 11. One of them's Australian. I've got to assume another one is in Asia somewhere. But anyway, Mahatokuro. Uh It is an ornate and exquisite palace made of nephrite or mutton-fat jade and translucent white stone. Both island and palace are thought to be uninhabited by muggles. I don't know if that lines up with real world Japanese geography or not. I don't know if this is a real island. (laughs) Uh, The school takes students from the age of seven and keeps them until Mm. 17, so 10 years of schooling. But they do not board until they are 11. While they are day students, so from the ages of 7 to 11 wizarding children are flown back and forth to their homes every day on the backs of a flock of giant storm petrels but that's fucking sick that's that awesome. is sick <laughs> <laughs> and also definitely says to me that it only takes Japanese students because you can't yeah. have students There's flying no to India or whatever every day yeah crazy you know. Yeah. gotta be just japanese students. it's gotta be just japan even those, then <laughs> yeah those birds are got to be super fast and obviously like bubbles can barely see him i'm guessing like it, they it, must look like a cloud it's just gotta be magic shit because you yeah. can't like imagine how many birds there would be flying to tokyo every single day <laughs> yeah like just the population okay anyway whatever <laughs> jk does not know math or geography or the history of other countries and she refuses to learn she doesn't give a fuck yeah it's fine um, Tokoro has the reputation of an impressive academic prowess and mm-hmm. outstanding reputation for Quidditch. So there's a bunch of nice. shit about Quidditch in this school that I've got to read to you. It's so great. Cool. <laughs> Quidditch was introduced to Japan centuries ago by a band of foolhardy Hogwarts students blown off course during an attempt to circumnavigate the globe on wholly inadequate broomsticks. First of all, what? great. So many <laughs> stuff here is great. They got all the way to Japan. To Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Rescued by a party of Wizarding Star from Mahatokuro, who had been observing the movements of the planets, they remained as guests long enough to teach their Japanese counterparts the rudiments of the game, a move they lived to regret. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. It was because of the Hogwarts students teaching them Quidditch that Japan beat them in the Quidditch World Cup due to Japan practicing in bad weather, dodging not only bludgers, but also muggle planes. Amazing! (laughs) I've got this part (laughs) expanded. So every part of the Japanese, every member of the Japanese national Quidditch team attributes their incredible success in the <laughs> championship league to the grueling training they are given at school, where they practice over a sometimes turbulent sea in stormy conditions, forced to keep an eye out for not only bludgers, but also planes from the Muggle airbase on a neighboring island. Wow. Oh, that'd be, yeah, American airbase. Wow. Yeah. They literally have to practice over, like, stormy oceans where they drown (laughs) if they fuck up and dodge, like, military planes. Fuck. Go hard or go home, I guess. Yeah. Hells yeah. This is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Now. This is like how (laughs) when America colonized Japan, um, they introduced baseball and now... Like, in Japan, baseball or yaku is just way cooler than American baseball and better Uh, and more fun and interesting. (laughs) I didn't draw that allegory, but I bet that's what it's based on. Yeah, yaku. Yeah. Hells yeah. That's awesome. Okay. (laughs) Here's my favorite thing, possibly for any any magical school at all. Mm -hmm. The robes. Yes. Yes. When students start off at the school, they're given robes that grow as they grow and change color as the wearer gains experience pink yep. is the beginning colour if the wearer receives top grades in all the school subjects, their robes turn gold any mm-hmm. student who betrayed the Japanese wizard's code or practiced dark arts would result in their uniform turning white, which was a huge mm-hmm. disgrace and the student in question would be immediately expelled. That's dope hells yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. That's so cool I feel like definitely JK based that off karate, like the belts and the, Like yeah. as you go up in like levels you go from white to yellow etc. Yeah that but makes sense Definitely, but it is a really cool concept of like the, the robes draining of color if you're basically ostracized and like just all the different colorful robes and beautiful like robes that would be there. It's really cool. Also, I love this no tolerance policy for dark magic. Yes, mm. way better yeah. than Hogwarts system of let's put all the cunts in one house and let them <laughs> like fester and make each other worse. <laughs> yeah, bully and su- bully each other and bull the other houses. It's yeah, yeah, <laughs> mm. bullshit. Um, best school. Okay, last one. This is another one that I cannot pronounce. Uh, I think it's Yugado. Yugado. Okay. The Ugandan Wizarding School. Located in the Mountains of the Moon in Western Uganda. The largest of the 11 wizarding schools. Except students from all over Africa. At least a thousand years old. Yeah. It's the singular African school. There is one school in all of Africa. Uh-huh. At least at least four in Europe. If we're counting the Russian school. Four.
1: And one in Africa. Kids
0: in the Middle East. What about? <laughs> <laughs> what about yeah. the Pacific Islands of children? <laughs> uh-huh. <Yeah>. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. There's many questions. There were Caribbean, like <laughs> four in Europe, one in Asia. That only only exceptions from Japan. One in Northern Ooh. Europe. Sorry, one in Northern America, one in Southern America, one in Africa. Perfect. You did it, JK. You're a genius. That's, that's all the countries of the world. <laughs> she all, did it. All you had to do would be like, here are some wizarding schools. Yeah. They are she not s- just said, all of the wizarding schools. Literally. She could have <laughs> been like, every country has um, one school or several schools, depending on the size mm-hmm. of the country and the population. But here are the like t- 10 that I'm yeah. going to tell you about. Yeah. You know? Fuck. Here are here are the ten biggest, most prestigious schools. Most oldest, yeah, like not oh, the man. schools, the biggest and most prestigious schools. There's a shitload of other schools that you're not going to hear about because I don't have time to describe every single school. But oh here's some. God. Here's an American school, and here's some differences between America and Hogwarts. We know. Also, all the way through fucking book four. Sorry, I'll come back to the African school in a second. All the way through book four, Bobatton's Durmstrang and Hogwarts are described as the three largest European schools, implying that there's even more than those three. Oh my god! Hold on, let me just Google something. Yeah, because I feel like I know population of the earth, where Uganda is on a map in Africa. Let me just have a look at this. Because I bet you anything she put it in the middle of Africa. I was going to say, smack that in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to put money check. on that? Because that's what let I'm betting. <laughs> Africa. Or, or can I see what I country with see? a lot of mountains. Also, Google mountains. Yeah, it's country basically mountains. in the middle of Africa. To Fuck yes. A little bit to the perfect. Vibe. I fucking knew she would. I fucking you, knew she would do that. <laughs> can you also do me a favor and Google African country with mountains? <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe I'll just do Uganda, mountains. Um, yeah, I can see him. Because, um, like, I think they me, like, the most populous country in Africa, maybe it's Nigeria? I'm not sure. Let me double check. So you think, anyway. I'm genuinely surprised that it wasn't Egypt, because that's, like, the African country You're that right. people know. Um, country in Africa. And you could have been like, it's inside one of the pyramids. It's Nigeria. I'm I was problematic. Right. <laughs> The most populous country is Nigeria, I was correct. Uh Let's see mountainous countries in Africa. You got it. Uganda's got to be there. (laughs) Top three at least, baby. Come on. Give it to me. Um, Kenya, Kilimanjaro. They're they're listing the actual mountains and I want the countries. No, I want mountainous countries. (laughs) Tanzania, Kenya, Uganda. (laughs) Yep. Hell yeah. (laughs) Number three, Mount Stanley. Absolutely. She pulled up. (laughs) Well, she actually it says a... Uganda and Democratic Republic of Congo must Moscow over the border. Uh-huh. But there you are. She pulled up a map of Africa <laughs> and Googled to the middle. mountain countries in Africa and was like, oh, look, that one's in the middle. Perfect. I did it. Pat on the back. Love rolling around in my big pile of millions of dollars. Billions of dollars. Fuck yeah, JK rolling. Anyway. <laughs> Visitors to the school spoke of the stunning edifice carved out of the mountainside and shrouded in mist so that it sometimes appeared to float in midair. So lazy with the description of this castle that all we know is that it's there and in the castle in the mountains. Didn't even tell us what kind of stone it's made out of like she did with every other one. Anyway, Uh, students are famously skilled in astronomy, alchemy and self-transfiguration. Wands were primarily European invention, although African wizards did adopt them as useful tools. Adopt them during colonization. Okay. Yeah. Um. Now, preferred to cast spell. Um, sorry, students preferred to cast spells simply by pointing their fingers, uh, or through other types of hand gestures. This technique gave them a sturdy line of defense when accused of breaking the international statute of secrecy, because they could say they were making a random gesture and not intending to do magic. Cool. Uh, here's my favorite part about this: students receive notice of acceptance through dream messengers sent by the headmaster or headmistress of the day. The dream messenger appeared to the child as they slept and would leave a token, usually an inscribed stone to be found in the child's hand upon waking. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yugado was super efficient. Yeah. Yugado was the only school that employed this message, uh, this method of student notification. I assume that dream messages are like a thing in maybe again, in some kind of African folklore or mythology that JK has co-opted. Mm-hmm. I didn't look that up. I didn't look that up though. Yeah. Uh, at an international symposium of animagi held in or around 2016, a Yugado school team attracted a lot of press when their display of synchronized transformations nearly caused a riot. Many older and more experienced witches and wizards felt threatened by teenagers who could transform at will into elephants and cheetahs. And Adrian Tutley, whose animagus form was a gerbil, lodged a formal complaint with the International oh. Confederation of Wizards. Racist! Racist Racist. Adrian. Shut the (laughs) fuck up. You're just jealous. You're just jealous. It's not their fault they can turn into an elephant. Their personality's better than yours, you fucking gerbil. Yeah. I know why you're a gerbil cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Also feeling threatened by the fact that teenagers could transform at will. Get fucked. Fuck off. It's definitely it's that's fucking colonialism. They feel threatened that a bunch of kids from an African country were able to do something so impressive. Yeah, can can harness, like, a powerful, complicated form of magic that uh, European wizards can't. There's only, like, seven animagus in all of Britain or whatever. Fuck off. Uh, So there's one last thing here. The etymology of this school, I... I did look up the notes on the etymology of all the previous schools, which I didn't read out loud, because once again, it's me reading a lot of words that I don't know how to say. But basically, every other school translates to some variation of magic place, or magic house, Mm. or wizard huts, or some bullshit. Except for bow buttons, which is beautiful wands. But this one, straight up, there's nothing on the etymology for this. It's like a possible variation of the spelling of a couple of different places in Africa, but every other place is like word for magic or wizard and word for place or castle and wow. this one doesn't you'd think she'd even like if she's gonna put it in uganda she'd look up the like the primary language there and try and do something with magic or spirit or something yeah. like yeah like just anything supernatural no but it seems Weird. like like there's like four or five different places that are some sort of variation of ugado and it seemed like she just bastardized the spelling of one of those places and that's what the school's named after which is weirdly shitty. Mm. It feels <laughs> very uh haphazard and just dis- dismissive. Yeah, it's so weird because like yeah. I said, it's the only one like that. Like yeah. Bobatons I get because obviously Bobatons and Dermstrang were created for the fourth book, so a little bit more thought went into yeah. those and Hogwarts yeah. obviously. But every other place is like the local native language of the place wizard house. Yeah, and this one just no, it's not that. It's something else. It's like she couldn't be bothered to look up the local language or something. Weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird call. So odd. Yeah. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so why are the schools like that? <laughs> yeah. Look, my main point was like all the Muggle schools and are just matching with Hogwarts in terms of being draconian and weird and like had these strange rules that were ultra disciplinary and punishing. Yeah. We can't really talk about the other magical schools in that aspect because we don't know much about their discipline. We know a bit about Maho Tokoro and the fact that they're very strict about dark magic. Uh Um, We also know about their sport, which is, uh, you could argue, draconian, making children (laughs) go over treacherous seas and (laughs) the airplanes that's yeah that's a bit fucked for a little little bit of context on this episode back when the Ilvermorny update first came out we basically decided that what we were going to do was wait for the updates on all the other schools which didn't really come out because she chickened out like we said Wait for the updates on all the other schools and then do a mini series and do an episode on every single school and like really unpack it. And this episode is kind of what that one would have been if this if this series had run forever, but we're running out of time. So I definitely wanted to go through all the schools and what we know about them and just get like a quick overview of all magical education in the Harry Potter world that we know of so far, especially leading into our closing mini series, which is going to be about Magical Australia and talking about our ideas for the Australian Magical School. Yeah, yeah. so I just wanted to explore all of this even if we didn't draw any actual conclusions from it but mm-hmm. oh, look I we think we did draw some conclusions from it why are the schools like that uh, because all of them were born out of the mind of JK <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep <Yeah. laughs> so when it comes to why are the schools like that for the international magical schools I think they're like that that we can refer to is why are they so stereotypical why mm-hmm. they um, why is the essence of each of these schools? like part of seems to be like part of these weird stereotypes that come from neocolonialism and Eurocentricism. Well, that's because they were made up by JK and she is a Eurocentric neocolonialist who doesn't think about her fucking actions and doesn't have any cultural sensitivity Mm -hmm. and didn't think to ask people from the cultures that she's writing about for their opinions and, and to get them to come up with ideas no, she just wrote something off the top of her head based off racial stereotypes. Yeah. So that's the like that for those schools. Straight up, one yeah. of the most financially successful authors of our age.
1: Yeah.
0: Couldn't afford to get sensitivity readers in to no. <laughs> look over her work. No. Yeah, why are they like that? Because all of them are an attempt to create what she thinks is successful about the Hogwarts model, which I guess is Magic Castle, and not much else, and replicate it, just sort of like transplant it all over the world with no real consideration of the cultural context of the places yeah. that she was looking at, and especially not the population, math, or like uh, geographic centers of any the of the places she was looking at. Like the fact that there's one school in Asia and it's in East Asia and it's specifically in Japan and it only has Japanese students is mm-hmm. just such a fucking insane thing to me as someone who lives in the Asia Pacific. Like I cannot. Yeah it doesn't it doesn't math it doesn't compute in my brain it just comes from this place of such cultural ignorance that it makes me furious <laughs> like, it, it straight up confusing. reads to me like somebody who hears the word asia and like the only countries they can list are like china and japan and they're like well china's yeah. a political mess so i don't want to comment on that so i'll just write a japanese school and i'll only yeah, include and because the things in japan we have a harry potter world in japan yeah Um, Yeah, I've got a a large Japanese fan base. So we'll cater to that and we'll do a Japanese school and then just not touch anything else to do with Asia because it's too complicated. And I I don't don't want to think about it. it. Like, it's literally, it's also like, I know if she even said like, oh, there's like one school in every country. The thought of there being like one school in a country like Indonesia, Mm -hmm. you know, an archipelago that has a complex history, multiple islands, geography and and populations spread out. Yeah. Like, there would not be one school in Indonesia. (laughs) You're wrong. Yeah. There wouldn't be one school in India. There wouldn't be one school in Korea. There wouldn't be one school in Australia. Like you're just wrong, bestie. Um, And it just infuriates me. Yeah. And like, like (laughs) where she also obviously doesn't understand the difference between a country and a continent. Like Africa, Africa is the worst example, but also Southern America, Northern America. Yeah. Like I know Northern America is a country, but also there's too many fucking things. (laughs) What about Canada, bestie? Like, yeah. St- where do the Canadians go? Uh, yeah, exactly. They don't have a school. The east I guess of Canada. Canada. <laughs> Canada is an example of one of those countries where the wizarding population is too low and spread out to justify <laughs> a school. So they all do homeschooling and... Uh, <laughs> what is it called? Correspondence courses. But Australia... By contrast, Australia has a need for one centralised school that I'll tell you about in the future, besties. <laughs> anyway. I bet you anything she'd be like, oh, the Australian school is on top of, Ula quote, unquote, uh, Ayers Rock. Ayers yeah, Rock, know, of course, like, like, course. Of course, Ayers Rock.
1: Yeah, no, I, would, not.
0: I would bet, like, almost anything that I owned that if we get the Australian school if she doesn't just something, chicken out yeah. it's gonna be an airs rock or something to do with airs yeah. rock she'll, yeah she'll definitely say Azrock rock too yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll talk about that more it's in my, my... yeah I will talk about that more in my Australian my Australian schools episode you're not invited Gem. <laughs> <laughs> When we do Australian schools I will definitely talk about setting or putting the school in Uluru because it's something that I have seen happen in more than one HP fanfic I've also seen the ministry put there. Oh and my god! Yeah, it's it's What's no good. It's no good, Bessies. We can't be doing that like, for reasons um, that I will explain. Don't worry yeah. about it. It's coming. <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. sighs> so why are the schools like that? Because J.K. Rowling did that to us. because yeah. um, <laughs> J.K. Rowling's like that. She is like that. <laughs> um, I've been Jem, and yeah I mean <laughs> I don't know where I'd go to school I guess we'll design it ourselves and I'm super keen for that yeah so. I'm excited for our school watch us yeah. fall into all the exact same pit traps but then expertly climb our way out of them <laughs> yeah uh, I've been Rhea and this is possibly the only episode where our introduction about magical education actually was true <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to support us or get in touch, the links to our social media and Patreon are in the show notes. Please feel free to send us so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the middle of the sea just to avoid them. You'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.